Welcome to the Along the Way podcast, your place to become an equipped and encouraged parent so you can experience God's absolute best for your family. Hey everyone, welcome to the Along the Way podcast. This is a new parenting podcast here at Bell Shoals Church. Uh, my name is Tim LaPointe, and I'm joined here today by our next generation pastor, Bruce Roberts. Bruce, um, you know, for people who are just joining us for the first time, uh, what would you say to them about why we named this the Along the Way podcast? Yeah, so Along the Way is actually taken from just like this pivotal point of scripture in Deuteronomy 6, and a lot of people would look at that text as uh, like the blueprint for the family that God has already given us. So after he tells us how we need to love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our might, he tells us, hey, now pass these on to your kids. Pass these things on to your kids. And he tells us to do that when we're going along the way, Mm -hmm. when we're rising, uh, when we're lying down, um, when we're in our house, and basically all the time. All right, in the context, as we're on this journey called parenting, on this journey called life, um, all of these things are opportunities to pass on the good and great things that God has done in our lives. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, I've got four kids of my own, but I haven't been parenting all that long. My oldest is six. And, you know, when I think about um, when I first got became a parent, it was really intimidating thinking I had to know all these things ahead of time. But I think the beauty of it is, we kind of learn as we go along. Absolutely. You know? And maybe we wish that we didn't learn <laughs> as we go along because sometimes we learn the hard way. Um, but, you know, I love what we're talking about today, which is just get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me a little more about what that means for parents and uh, what, what we're trying to say with that of just get started. Yeah, I would say that if we're if we're not learning as we're going, then we're probably not trying, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's a, a big part of parenting. Like nobody has it down. Nobody has it down. No one, as much as we're even talking about this now and talking about parenting, um, we're by no means, and I'm by no means a, a master of, of parenting. Uh, I just remember even as a single person, before I got married, before I had kids, um, man, I was, I was watching families. I was watching dads. I was watching moms. I was in homes. I was just, I was already trying to pick up on things because I knew eventually this is where I wanted to go. This is where I wanted to be. If the Lord would give me a wife one day and he would give me kids. This is, this is what I wanted to do more than anything was to be a husband and a, and a, and a father. So, um, I, I've just spent a lot of my time just ripping off stuff from people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, so, and I think the, the main thing is we just got to get started doing something. Yeah. I think a lot of times we're thinking about, okay, when it comes to parenting and God, okay, God's made me the primary discipler. What does that mean? God's, God's given me this influence as a parent that, that is by design. Um, what do I need to do with this? And I think the encouragement today as we have this conversation is just say, hey, do something. Just do something and take a step today um, that will um, put your kids on a trajectory, put your family on a trajectory towards loving God and honoring God. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what what I gather from what you're saying is that parenting is not a passive thing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is it is it is active. It is active and if you don't have a plan, some type of plan, some type of of uh, idea of of uh, where you're wanting to go, um, where you want to take your kids, then it, it, it can be hard. So hopefully as we have these conversations that we can, we can be a help. We can be a resource. And as just fellow, fellow kind of, you know, people on the journey yeah. along the way, you know, that we can, we can kind of give some insights and maybe some helps. 
Yeah. So tell me a little more about like what, what should parents do to just get started? You know, maybe we can just talk at like a foundational level. Um, you know, is that establishing patterns or, or tell me a little more about, um, just, okay, I want to get started. I want to be more active as a dad or as a mom. Um, what is that, that first step for me in being more active as a parent? So, you know, going back even to that Deuteronomy text, where he's talking about as a parent, we should love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, and might. Okay. Like, like we should be modeling in so many ways, just a, a relationship with, with God a relationship with Jesus, um, modeling that before our kids. And the reason he wants us to model that is because he wants our kids to model the same thing. So when, when we're talking about being intentional with, with um, our kids, I'm not just saying that, hey, we need to get them signed up for sports or giving them experiences, even though that's, that's a part of it. That's a part of it. But ultimately, what we're trying to do is we're trying to instill faith. We're trying to pass down the faith. We, we're trying to pass down these values so we talk about family values a lot and what does your family value and what we're talking about are the things that we see as important. That these are things that if if everything else fails, this is what I want my kids to have. This is what I want them to have. So we don't have to guess on that piece. That's yeah. the great part about it. I mean, at the end of the day, we know that we want our kids with Without fail, everything else may crumble around us. We want our kids to to know the Lord, to know Jesus. So what are the patterns in our homes? What are the patterns along the way? What are the things that we're doing with, with some intentionality that are going to help our kids catch that? Ultimately, we can't make them. Okay, we can't make them love Jesus, even, even as much as no one made us do that. It just it captured us one day. Yeah. And it didn't capture us apart from somebody modeling that for us. So we, we know what we want our kids to have. The question is, okay, how do we go about that? What are, what are we going to do? And um, in that text in Deuteronomy, it, it, t- it says talk about these things. It says talk. And I'm always just, a, it's a very simple thing. But it's something that we don't do super well when you think about it. We use a lot of words, but... Are we using our words with a lot of intentionality and trying to move and instill faith in kids or in just people in general? Um, I mean, and we underestimate our words. I think a lot of times parents feel like they're fighting a losing battle. Um, you know, we look at all of the influences that are, that are going around, especially with the media and things like that, and we can feel like our voice, what we're saying can be muted or that it's being diluted in some way. And I'm here just to encourage parents to say that, hey, God has, he has woven into creation. He has given you by design the, the upper hand, the upper hand. You are, you are the, um, the, you know, you're the parents of your kids. They come from you. You've, you live with them. They begin the day with you. They end the day with you. So it's establishing, I think, one, just beginning to talk about these things. And I think the best way to start talking about those things is just to try to figure out, hey, what are the nat- what already? Okay, if I was going to start somewhere, what are the natural times that I'm already with my kids? Not to create something in the house, not to create something, but what's a natural time that I'm already with my kids? Um, is that at the dinner table? Are we having dinner with some regularity? Well, then I would capture that moment to begin to talk, to have a conversation. Um, is it in the car? 
something that we talk about is like, hey, car time is conversation time. Um, a lot of times even, you know, you've been maybe on a, on a long journey going along the way. And I think sometimes we're thinking, like, get the snacks in there, get the <laughs> tablets, get the yep. TV rolling, you know, because we're looking at passing the time, right. not really utilizing the time. And don't mm. get me wrong, you take a road trip, hey, a movie will help you, all right? That'll, <laughs> it will help you. I'm not That's for sure. <laughs> so, but it's, I would just think about, okay, what's the most natural time when we're all together? Could be the morning. Could be the evening, could be dinner time, could be car time. Um, just capture that that moment uh, when you're all together. So, what are some ways to naturally kind of flow into those conversations with your kids? You know, I mean, it. I, my kids, I take them to school every morning, and you know, they sit down, they pour some cereal for them. But I feel like it's a little awkward to like pour cereal and be like, "Hey, you know, Jesus made the cow that made that milk, right?" And then working on the conversation right. that way. So, is it? You know, do you find moments with your kids where it just hey, maybe an opportunity comes up. You know, my kid asks about a problem they're having at school. Maybe I can relate to that, to a passage that I've been reading through. Or how do you find ways to kind of weave your faith into conversations with your kids? Yeah, so what I would focus on is, again, the right now the modeling aspect of it, okay, the modeling point of it. I share this story every now and again. I remember when um, our oldest, Riley, she was a toddler. I mean, it had to been like 18 months or so, 18, 20 months. And I walked in her room, and, you know, and right in the middle of her room, on the floor, was a Doc McStuffins sippy cup on top of a coaster. Okay, now, I'm not hardcore about coasters. (laughs) Uh, We have them in the house. We do use them um, every now and again, but I'm definitely not training a toddler how to use a coaster. Sure. So... Along the way, somewhere in there, Riley saw that. And she saw it enough to where she wanted to model or mimic mimic that. And she just did it. It was just a, it had to have been a natural thing for her to do because um, she saw mom or dad do it. So mod, don't underestimate the, the power of just the pattern, establishing something. So it may not be mentioning something specific about the cereal in the, in the bowl of cereal. But it could be as simple as, hey, God, God's provided for us. We should thank him. Let's give thanks to God. So the connection is not so much the let's have a conversation about faith or a conversation about this. It's just saying, hey, when there's food in front of me, I should think about God. Mm. I should think about how he's provided for me. And then along the way, as you cover different things of how God has provided for us, um, you can always circle back to just the notion of food. Um, and that's why I think mealtimes are a really, really um, an easier way to, to start that pattern, start that process. So don't underestimate grace, <laughs> saying grace, yeah. because you're teaching and you're modeling, and it's a great way to teach um, about prayer. And in that, you know, uh, something that we try to do is to incorporate a characteristic of God as we're thanking him. So it's not just only saying thank you, God, but also just talking to him about who he is. So we've talked about his attributes before. Um, start off with an attribute. God, thank you for being so loving to us. God, thank you for your love. God, thank you for your, your grace to us. God, God, you are powerful. 
you're so powerful in what you do. And it doesn't have to be clean, but it's acknowledging and it's talking to God. And, and in that, you're teaching them about who God is. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think about I've got two, oh, well, three boys, but, um, you know, particularly my four-year-old and my one-year-old, they love baseball. Mm-hmm. My one-year-old loves baseball, which I don't understand. But my, Where do they get that from? Well, so that's the thing. So I love baseball. And just from them seeing my excitement for baseball and my love of the sport, my love playing it outside with them, they now love baseball. And my one-year-old, I mean, he can probably say like 20 words. Mm. And one of those is bat ball, which is baseball. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, it's in a way convicting because when I think about, man, my one-year-old and my four-year-old, like they see my love for baseball and they see my excitement for that. Mm. But do they see my excitement for Jesus? Do they see my enthusiasm for, for helping other people? Do they see, um, you know, even like you're talking about, like, am I, am I being intentional about, um, you know, not just, not just praying during a mealtime, but also finding ways to incorporate, like, specific things that I love about God. Um, and so that can be convicting sometimes, just thinking about, man, it's, yeah. there's all these things, like you said, the sippy cup that our kids learn from us um, just naturally and wouldn't even realize that. So I, I almost wonder, and I wonder if uh, what your thoughts on this, um, it feels like what kind of what we're talking about today is that parenting, if anything, we have to start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about, okay, what do I want my kids to be like? But if I'm not demonstrating that well myself, if I'm not growing in my relationship with the Lord and being intentional with, with that, it makes it a lot more difficult yeah. to demonstrate that for my kids. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, again, we're talking about discipling kids and, um, uh, there's a there's a quote out there where uh, it says that you you teach what you know but you re- reproduce who you are mm, and that's good. so and that's that's really it's true and we're on this end of our lives we're kind of f- a little further down the road and we can see that a lot of who we are is that we've just been we've been molded along the way uh, so for for certain I'm I'm yeah 100 in agreement with you is is that you know that's those are the things that um, if you if you're not those things, you know, doing, you know, doing comes from being. If you if you are those things, you will do those things. And and a lot of times we don't do those things because we're the Lord's still working on us. Right. Right. We're not quite those things just yet. Uh, so, you know, again, I was talking about prayer a little earlier, but, you know, I just think that um, just a, a diet, a steady diet of reading your Bible and a lot of times, you know, just do our kids see us reading our Bibles? You know, we're, we'll talk about the Word of God. We'll talk about the importance of, of uh, the Bible and what God has said and what he's instructed to us. And we want them to get that more than just at church. Right. At church. And I think this may be a conversation for another time, but I think that causes a divide, you know, of, of where, where does my spiritual life take place? And what we're saying, it takes place everywhere. It yeah. takes and in the home where you're spending most of your time in the in with your parents, that's the hub. That's really the primary influencer. So definitely parents need to be feeding themselves first. That's why I think in that Deuteronomy passage, it talks about, hey, you love God. You love him with every fiber of your being. All right. And once these things are in your heart, then it tells us to impress those things on our kids. Um, you can't give away something that you don't have. So, you know, maybe that is the <laughs> the starting point before we we um, we find the common time when the whole family is together. It just may be establishing those patterns and those um, 
those moments where we're spending our time, our quality time with the Lord. And again, it doesn't have to be crazy long, um, but it's devoted time, devoted and intentional time. And I think that uh, we underestimate what the Lord can do with that. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some practical uh, tips or patterns? What are some patterns that parents can establish this week? You know, they listen to the podcast today and they say, okay, I got the whole week ahead of me. What are some patterns that they can go ahead and establish in their family this week? Yeah, so I, I think any vari- variation of these three things, and, and they're pretty simple, and I think it's the crux of what worship is. And we, we, read, our, we read our Bible, we pray together, and we sing. I mean, that's what we go to church to do. Like when we go to church, what do, what do we do? We open up the Bible, we read it, we sing songs together. There's power in that. And we pray. We pray. So we just try to model those things. And I think one practical thing would be if, you, if you're not in the practice of praying with your kids before they go to bed tonight, I would just say, hey, let's pray. Let's pray. Is there anything I can pray for you? Um, maybe you heard about their day already on the car ride home, and you're just like, you know, so-and-so was picking on me today. And maybe that's an opportunity to go to bed and, and, and say, hey, let's pray for Johnny. Let's pray for Johnny. Let's pray for you. You'll have a better response tomorrow. And, uh, and let's, let's thank God for just a good day and, and, and ask him to be with us tomorrow. Something simple. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. I would encourage you not to be a long prayer. Simple, short. And again, the beauty of it is you're going to return to it. You're establishing a pattern. So you don't have to feel the pressure of let's hit the home run tonight. Let's do it tonight. Um, I'm just always reminded of, of you know, we, we buy zoo passes. We buy passes of things. And one of the reasons why we, we have these passes is because we want the freedom of coming and going as we like. We don't have to ride everything today. We don't have to see every animal today because we'll be back. And I think it is with the pattern of just in your home. Hey, your kids spend the most time with you. You're going to see them again. There's going to be tons of opportunities because you have the bookends of the day. You have the advantage of a parent. They wake up with you and you put them to bed. Oh, that's what a, what a beautiful thing and an opportunity that they begin their day with you they end their day with you. And if you can just book in their day with prayer, I wouldn't underestimate that at all. That would be, that would be a great, great start. Um, it could be um, just picking um, a Bible story and reading it together and just simply asking, hey, what you like about that? Well, hey, what's, what jumped out about that? When Jesus did that, what did you think? And talk about it like you should be talking about it, excited and marveling at maybe what God's doing. And I would start in like a narrative, a story. I wouldn't go to like necessarily like Romans or something. Like, I, would, I would go to one of the Gospels or Genesis or where there's a story being told. And um, that tends to connect a little bit better. So I'd start with maybe a, just some stories, some familiar stories. And and it's okay just to talk about what's what jumps out at you, what you love about it. And maybe spend a little time praying there. Um, it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a different song every time. You know, our, our kids, w- you know, more often than not, we, we sing the doxology. We just, 
Praise God from whom all yeah. blessings flow. We, we just do that. We just sing it, and we pray, and we go to bed. Um, and they know that because we didn't sit down one night and say, okay, we're going to learn a song tonight. I just sang it, and I prayed, and I just sang it, and then I prayed, and I sang it, and they began to sing it, and they sang it, and then now they know it. It wasn't that I was just trying to teach them the song. I was just, I sang it. Uh, so just, again, doing those things, don't underestimate. You're going to get to get back to it. Um, don't try to hit a home run. Just start something yeah. and then come back to it. And it's, if you have to do all this crazy prep for something, which I would not, I would just simply do, do something simple that you know you can come back to the next day or a couple of days later or something. Something to where there's some some regularity to it. Now, do we do that? We do some variation of that every day. Do we read our Bible every day as a family? No. But I do know that as a pattern, when we read our Bible, it's not strange. It's not weird. And that's the win. Yeah. <laughs> that's the win. Okay. So when we get together, it's not like, what are we doing? What, what, what? It's not foreign. It's not foreign. So once you start doing those things, it won't be as foreign and and it'll just, you'll know that a pattern has been established. Yeah, absolutely. But until then, press on, press on. You're, you're at a position of advantage. God's given it to you. I love that. Yeah, I uh, had the chance to talk with a, a woman at a church we used to go to years ago. And uh, she's, I don't know, probably in her 50s now. Um, she had a life, uh, life-saving surgery. Her, she was going to die, had to get the surgery. And she was telling me, you know, I'm so glad that my mom's saying Jesus loves me. Every night when I went to bed, because here I am in my 50s, and I'm lying down, I'm terrified, I don't know if I'm going to live, and I'm singing Jesus Loves Me. And that's something that I, I'm sure her mom never knew that she'd be in a situation, you know, 40 years down the road where she's singing Jesus Loves Me for comfort. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not, not to put so much emphasis on a song, but just to say, you know, like you say, pray, sing, read the Bible. I mean, those are things that um, we may not even in our own lifetime, realizing the impact of, of what that's going to do for our kids. Um, right. But, you know, it's, it's that regularity that, you know, kids, it's what they pick up on. They're looking for patterns. They're looking for regularity. Even mm -hmm. in their, their reading and their math and everything they're learning in school, it's all about patterns. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just love, love that thought of, you know, it's, it's, it's the small things. Yeah. And make no mistake, there's, there is a pattern in your home already. You know, there, there is a pattern the question is, is it the kind of pattern that is, that is instilling faith? That's, we have patterns. We do things on, on the regular. There is a routine to our lives um, that our kids are catching. But in catching those things, and they may not be like terrible and bad things, not, it just, but are they things that are directing the hearts of our kids to God, to faith? Uh, so, um, and it may just be, you know, sitting down with your spouse and just, and just thinking about, you know, what, okay, what are, what are we actually intentionally doing here to, to um, pass on the faith to our kids? And, and hopefully it's more and, than just going to church, but definitely I would make that part of it. And if you're listening to this for the first time and you're not part of a church, then that may be a great start is go to church. Go to church. Show up, and then you can be around a lot of people <laughs> like us who are on the journey along the way, parenting, trying to figure it out. And then you have, you have a community of people around you um, to help you help you with that. So, 
Yeah. Well, any final uh, words of encouragement to parents that, you know, maybe they're feeling like maybe the pattern's going the wrong way. You know, how do I get, how do I get my kids back on course? Um, any last words for them? You can do this. You can. And with God's help, we can do this. You know, we're, again, you're in the position of advantage. And I believe that that's a, that's a faith thing. We, we have to believe, we have to believe that um, because it's true. Um, to, so to think that we are, you know, you know, at a position where we're not um, qualified or, or we're, we're, we're not, um, you know, up to the task, you know, in our in of our own strength, sure. Like, what are we, you know, qualified to really to, to do? But as a parent, it is God's given design that we are the primary influencers. And it may not seem that way. It may not feel that way. But I would just encourage you not to go by those things. I would go by God's design, what he's revealed in his word, and, um, and start something. Start something today. And see what the Lord does. And your act of faith, your step of faith, could very well be the thing that sparks faith in your kids. So model that, and because mm. that's what will happen. And, yeah. and your kids may look at you strange. They may wonder what you're doing, and it's okay. But I tell you, grab a book, um, and maybe that's something we can resource later on. But uh, there's tons of books. Contact me. You know, contact me. There's tons of books to get started that still uh, communicate great biblical truths that are, that are great and creative that still turn our hearts to, to God and the faith. Yeah. Well, we hope this podcast has been uh, helpful for you, but, you know, we'd, we'd love to continue uh, going along the way with you. So if you have any questions at all, you can connect with our team here at Bell Shoals. You can text Bell Shoals to 77411. You can go to our website, bellshoals.com. And, again, if you found this helpful, we'd love if you would subscribe to this podcast, yep. share it with your friends, leave a review. Uh, what that does is it just helps us to reach more parents and uh, maybe even people that, that aren't parents yet but are, are getting there. Um, so we'd love for you to share and review that as well. But thank you again for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Bruce, for sharing with us today. Awesome. Great spending time with you, Tim. Yeah. And I uh, hope we'll catch you next time in the next episode of the Along the Way podcast.